Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No matter what it is that you are known for on the internet, whether it be your style, whether it be your fitness, whether it be, um, you know, your outlook on life, um, your outlook on mental health, your music, your art, your looks, your expertise in a specific industry, um, your taste in books and movies and entertainment. It doesn't matter what it is that you are known for, what you want to be known for. Eventually, when you build a community of people around that specific thing that you are interested in online, they will ask you for educational resources, If you are, let's say, a book creator, right, maybe they're going to ask you for like some sort of subscription where you uh, recommend custom books to them based on three words or three adjectives that they submit to you. And then you send them a custom little list of like three books that they should get based on the words that they submitted. I don't know, an idea. Feel free to take it and run with it if you want it. Um, (laughs) So you can do that. Um, or let's say you are a nail creator that like blew up during COVID, right? You teach people how to paint their own nails or do their own nails without going to the nail salon. Maybe you have a course or something that like show shows really how to do it. Or maybe there's some sort of, um, guidebook that compiles a bunch of different colors and talks about the different types of equipment and different types of brands, where you should buy nail polish, where you shouldn't, what's toxic, what's non-toxic, what what is equipment that lasts a while, a long time, what doesn't, et cetera, et cetera. And like people can use that for their reference. I don't know. Um, But eventually the point is is that after you start creating content for a little while, and it doesn't have to be until you get to a certain number of followers, um, your audience will start asking you questions that may be something along the lines of like, oh, can you talk about this? Or can you talk about that? And then you'll, you'll comply with some of these requests. And then they'll start doing other things, which is asking you if you offer any type of educational resources consulting or um, a group program or a course or a book or some sort of digital download or what have you, Um, they're going to start asking for these things. And disclaimer, it is not at all your responsibility to be a slave to your audience. Meaning, if you are not interested in creating educational products, you don't have to do it. Very simple. (laughs) Like, I feel like the online industry, a lot of the times, it'll be like, oh, people asked me for a social media tip. I have a group program now. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, 
you don't have to create any educational resources if you don't want to and if you're not passionate about it. Here's why. This leads into my next point of like the things that nobody tells you specifically about creating educational products as a personal brand. The first one, the first one, if you are not passionate about it, specifically about teaching people things, because not everybody is good at that. If you're not interested in teaching people shit, you're going to have a very difficult time selling educational resources, especially ones that require you to show up in order to teach other people. In other words, uh, consulting calls or one-on-one audits, you know, if you're a social media coach or expert, um, any type of group programs, any type of course where you are recording yourself talking about something. People can read your energy way more than maybe you think they can, and they can tell if it's a cash grab. If people can fucking tell that Brad Pitt's Le Domaine and JLo's JLo Beauty were a cash grab without JLo having to even talk about it, bitch, they can tell that your course is a cash grab immediately through your energy on the other side of the screen. Okay? Don't do that. (laughs) The passion for education and specifically teaching is not within all of us. There are some people that love to teach other people stuff and there are some people that fucking hate it. And so even if you are being asked for an educational resource, if you can't creatively think of another way to create it, whether that be passively or, um, Like, let's say you specifically are not interested in doing group programs or courses, but you would totally write like an ebook about it or or like actually publish a book about it at some point. No worries. Totally fine. Not a problem. But the point is, if you can't find a creative solution to make up for the fact that you are not passionate about educating, maybe that idea then needs to die. (laughs) And maybe you are meant to take your talents to another vertical. Okay. When it comes to creating educational products as well, think about the fact, what kind of educational products do I like? What kinds did I invest in that I'm super passionate about? Personal example, I have probably spent maybe about, fuck, like a total of like 4,000 in courses. And some of them were extremely valuable. Like I bought a... I bought a course from a lawyer friend um, where you can DIY your own trademark. Genius. I've never seen anybody do that. I thought it was fucking amazing. I bought it. There were some things I need to trademark. So helpful. And the other courses were relatively subpar. It just underwhelming, to be really honest with you. Um, And I'll tell you how they got me because I see this marketing tactic all the time, all the time. Actually, to the point where if you Googled like education creator scandals, you will see so many scammers pop up and then you'll look at the way they marketed it and it was all fear mongering. So there are many different types of fear mongering. They tap into varying different things and they prey on varying vulnerabilities of people. One type of fear mongering is, you know, preying on like a a physical kind of insecurity. Another one is as an intelligence insecurity. Another one is like something about your mental health or self-love or whatever. There's varying different types of things that that fear can be used to exploit to the point where you are convinced that the product 
or the person marketing a product, you know, really does mean that if you don't invest into their course or their program or their book, that you will end up with the thing you fear. So it's quite literally exploiting people's fear. It's not providing a solution to them. It's not um, lifting them up and saying, you know, you will accomplish this thing. It's using fear and saying, if you don't invest into this course, you don't value yourself. Or you're not going to be successful. Or if you don't work out at this gym, you're not going to look good naked. Like that kind of stuff. And it's unethical and it screams insecure from a mile away. Because you don't, if you're truly confident of the fact that you can help somebody, you don't need to use fear to trap them into becoming a customer. Um, and also fear mongering always backfires because you, first of all, not only will you not end up with clients that are genuinely interested in what it is that you have to offer because you, you trap them using fear, um, it'll be harder to retain them because they will realize what you're doing eventually. People aren't that stupid. And also you you won't be attracting your target audience because your target audience is interested in solutions. Your target audience isn't interested in the exploitation of their fears. So fear mongering is, is something that I do not encourage doing and it makes you look incredibly insecure, especially, like I said, to your target market that actually wants to learn about whatever it is that you do have the capabilities of teaching them about. Um, so fear mongering is a no-no. <laughs> And then the other thing that I felt like these a lot of these courses out there lack is being able to provide you with a tangible resource. And I'm not saying like, you know, uh, something you can hold, but I mean like something that you can apply and that you can reuse or you're not just learning information and then doing nothing with it. You're actually taking it and applying it to something. For example, I'm mentioning this course again because I truly love it so much and I think it's genius. So shout out to Chandler for creating it and I'll link her Instagram in the show notes so you guys can check her out. But um, she created a DIY trademark course that I mentioned earlier and not only does she teach you the process, there's no part of the course that's like fluff or like you know, trademarks 101. Like the most maybe fluffy information in there is just teaching you the terms and what stuff means, which is still really helpful because like most of us aren't lawyers. And so the entire course is something that you, by the time, by the end of it, you can actually fill out a trademark for something and you can file a trademark, meaning that you can use this course in conjunction with filling out a trademark application. So you're not like learning something and then you're you're pausing it and you're putting it away or, and you're not doing anything with it. You're actually applying it in real time. And there's very few educational materials out there like that. So if you're creating some sort of educational resource, whether it be a book, a workbook, an ebook, um, some sort of guide or course or group program, make sure that you are creating touch points where people are actually applying something you know are you again in 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 the case of my lawyer friend are you cutting costs for a really expensive process filing a trademark with a lawyer costs thousands of dollars and at times tens of thousands of dollars depending on how many trademarks you're filing and how many classes you're filing it with right so that cuts cost 
It also cuts time, because in this particular case, it took me three hours to file a trademark. That would take much longer if you're working one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's filing trademarks for dozens of other people in addition to you. Um, and also, it was something that I can refer to over and over when I am filing trademarks in the future. So that's kind of a framework that you can use for your own course. Does it cut costs for a specific, like, high-touch luxury service? You know, trainers are really expensive, right? My, I also have a, a, a trainer, and she's based in the UK, and she does, like, the meal recipes and workout plans for me. It's all digital, so I don't hang out with her in person, which, like, you know, sucks because she seems great. But at the same time, I do get everything that I need out of it for a fraction of the cost. If I were to go to a trainer locally here, I would spend like maybe an hour, 90 minutes with them and it would be a couple hundred bucks. And with my trainer, I'm paying $175 a month. So that to me was useful because I was like, okay, well, I don't necessarily need to work out with a trainer. I can do that independently. I just need somebody to like create, you know, the meals and meal plan and workout plan and all of that. So does it cut costs for a high-touch luxury service? Is it something that, you know, can be used over and over? Is it something that can be applied? Those are the things you need to be considering. Otherwise, it will be downloaded, it will be watched, and it people will not do anything with it. I mean, how many times have you done that with a course that you bought or a program that you invested in? And you just, you know, kind of watched the stuff and, and put it down and never used it again. So when you're creating your own educational materials, keep all of those things in mind. Keep, keep in mind how you're marketing it. Are you actually passionate about educating people? Is this something that they can genuinely use, preferably over and over? But is it fulfilling a need beyond just education? Um, all of those make for a really successful educational resource that, you know, will also put you top of mind for any future offers that you have because it'll build trust with the people that did invest into a resource that they found so incredibly valuable. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.